Hey, you're, this is Brian Ward of the Data Podcast, and you're listening to Relationships and Revenues with John Hewlett. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin, as always, humbled that you have chosen to spend some of your time with me today. And as my guest, and you just heard, is Brian Ward of the Dad Up Podcast. Brian, how are you? Doing well, man. How you doing, my buddy? Oh, man, I am super excited to be here today for especially spending time with you. So, listeners and viewers, if you don't know Brian, first of all, you need to get to know him. Men, especially if you're a dad, this is a podcast you want to listen to. As he mentioned, he has the Dad Up podcast. It is a highly regarded podcast in the realm of dads and fatherhood. And it is one that I don't miss. It is fantastic. He has amazing guests on all the time. So I highly, highly recommend that. And we will be sure to put a link in the show notes for you to check that out. Because for those of you who are driving or on the treadmill, I don't want you stopping to write that down. (laughs) All right. A little bit more about Brian. Now, Brian, if I get this wrong, you have to tell me. But I did my research, so I think I know for sure. So you're a VP of... Uh, let's see. Citizens Business Bank. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. I got that right. We mentioned that you're the host of Dad Up Podcast. You're a basketball coach. Yeah. Now, folks, he's also been a featured guest on HLN, which is a part of the CNN network, which is super cool. Now, that was Father's Day of 2021, correct? You were on there? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they reached out to me and uh I was really surprised, but uh, had uh, a CNN rep reach out to me and ask me if I was uh, interested in being uh, interviewed on on the uh, on the network, and why would I turn that down? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was so cool. And folks, I got to see that. In fact, what I'll try and do, folks, is is get a link to that interview that he did, and I'll put that in the show notes too. That'll be cool. Now you are also a U.S. Marine veteran. Yes, sir. Now he has two other titles that I think are pretty important. And I think he regards in, in the highest possible way, husband, and of course, dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brian. Now we've kind of teased people a little bit, told people a little bit about your background, but I want you to dig a little deeper for us. Take us back as far back as you want to, but just tell us a little bit more about you and your story and how you got to where you are now. And then we'll get into a little bit more about the podcast in a moment. Absolutely. First of all, let me just say thank you very much. I'm humbled that you asked me to be on. Um, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. I love what you represent. And so I am truly grateful that you asked me to be on and was looking forward to this day. So thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. For those of you that uh, that are watching this, if you're not a regular uh, listener or watching of uh, of his podcast, make sure you're doing that because uh, he's he's doing remarkable things. So thank you, John. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. You know, I'm a, I'm a California kid, born and raised, but uh, you know, when I was growing up, my parents worked and they worked full time. Um, they did the best they could in raising my sister and I have a sister. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I played a lot of sports. I uh, was really good at, in school, always made sure my grades were up and I played a lot of sports. And my parents, uh, because they worked so much, didn't really participate a lot in the activities that I had going on as a youth yeah. uh, through high school and through my, you know, uh, elementary school uh, years. And um, it, it was interesting to me because I can remember back going to, you know, my practices or games and riding with, uh, to the practices or games, going with my friend's parents because my parents couldn't go because they were working. Right. Um, I, I can count on one hand how many, how many actual games, you know, I played water polo. I, I was on the swim team. I was on the wrestling team. And uh, I, can, I can count on one hand how many times my parents actually came and watched uh, because they were working. So it's no fault of theirs and they had to work. Um, but that, you know, as a, as a young kid, when you're sitting there, you know, uh, playing your sport, playing in a game, in a competitive environment and, and doing the thing that you love, the one thing that you're looking for is that affirmation in the stands, the parents that are sitting there watching you. And for me as a boy looking up in the stands and not seeing my parents, it always affected me. Well, I, I was always bothered by it. Right. And so I knew at a very young age that I did uh, become uh, a father, uh, that I was not going to be that dad. I was going to be the dad that was there and uh, because I knew how important it was. So fast forwarding a little bit, I uh, you know got out of high school, went straight into the Marine Corps where I spent four years. Um, I was stationed in Okinawa, I was stationed here in California, um, and I worked in the air wing division. And, uh, when my time came up at the end of that four years to get out, I was decided to hit the corporate America world, uh, where I started working. Um, and that's, uh, you know, just before I got out of the Marine Corps, I met my wife, um, mm. my then girlfriend, obviously. Uh, and, uh, we got, we got married shortly after I joined the corporate world and started having kids. And when my older son was four years old, you know, uh, we wanted them to, we wanted our boys to participate in some extracurricular activity outside of school it was important for their you know, social bonding and friendships and, and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, my boys obviously grad just naturally gravitated towards sports, but I wanted to be involved. And I thought if I've got to take my sons to the practices or I've got to take them to the games and sit there and watch, I might as well get involved. Mm. And so at, at, when my older son was four years old, we had him signed up for little league baseball and I, the, <laughs> The board member that was signing us up said, Hey, we need a coach. Do you want a coach? And I said, I've never coached before. have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, I don't think I want to, I want to coach. And they're like, no, we really need it. We really need it. You'd be fine. They're four years old. I mean, just teach them how to, <laughs> it's not a big deal. So, um, so I did, I jumped in. Um, and I mean, I can remember to this day, John, I can remember to this day, uh, driving to our very first game mm. and I was so nervous as the head coach of four-year-olds playing in our first game, but, um, you know, it, uh, it, that's kind of how the ball got rolling. I was, you know, I was a head coach on their teams from the age of four, all the way up through high school, mm. um, on 90% of their teams. They played on a couple teams where I wasn't a coach because I had other, uh, coaching obligations. Um, but for the most part, long, long 5% of the teams that they fell on, I coached and, um, <clears throat> my younger son, who is now, uh, playing college basketball. Um, when he was in high school, I was, I was the associate head coach. Um, we ended up first time in school's 100 year history that we ended up making the CIF and winning a championship. Wow. And so that was pretty remarkable. And it's, and it's a great memory for us because he and I both have championship high school and championship CIF rings that we'll have forever. Um, and so just, uh, you know, it was, it was a joy and 
you know, I, I still coach to this day because I think back to that younger self, you know, my younger self and seeing in the stands, not having the parents, I have players on my teams right now that, um, don't have parents that show up because they have to work. Right. And so I want to be that role model for them. So that's why I still coach to this day, uh, because I love it so much. Um, so that's kind of how it got started. Uh, just kind of being that all in dad, I, I could probably, uh, count on just one hand, how many, um, school activities, uh, school functions, uh, that I may have missed mm -hmm. for my boys because yep. I had other, just conflicts. There was no way I could, I could be there. Um, so I was at every single, I mean, I was at every single one of my kids functions, whether it was in sports, you know, uh, parent teacher conferences, open houses, um, mm -hmm. uh, the performances they played in, in, in elementary, you know, the plays and things like that. And then obviously their, uh, their practices and games. So, um, I was fortunate enough that yes, yeah, so I work in corporate America right now and I was fortunate enough that I have a job that allows me to do that. I understand that parents, you know, that may be listening to this or watching this say, you know, I just can't, I just can't make it. I, there's no way I can get out of my job to do that. I get that. I understand that. I was fortunate enough that I had a job that allowed me to do that, but you have to make sacrifices. <clears throat> and I talk a lot about that when I was, well, uh, I was, um, several years ago, my younger son was playing high school ball. Um, I was the coach and there were games that, uh, practices and games that I had to go to that, you know, the driving, the distance just to get there was quite a ways, mm -hmm. uh, with LA traffic is quite a ways. Um, <laughs> so I used to have to leave the work early and I didn't feel bad because I just, um, adjusted my schedule. So in other Good. words, I would go into the office when I knew I had to leave at two o'clock so I can make, uh, go to a long distance game and be there for the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd go, I'd go in at 4am in the office yeah. so I can make sure I got my work done. Um, so I just made sacrifices to make sure I was there for my boys. Um, so that's kind of how it started. I mean, as far as, uh, as far as my role as a father and being involved, I mean, that's kind of where it, uh, where it was. I, I was all in. I can relate to that. Um, because my situation may not have been exactly like yours growing up, but it was very similar where I had, um, parents who. Now my parents were divorced and I went with my dad and then we ended up living pretty far away from where my mom was. My mom never came to my stuff, but my dad couldn't because, you know, he was working 16, sometimes 18 hours a day. And so, yeah, it, it, he wasn't able to come to hardly anything that I did. And so it was a decision that I made when I was younger that I was going to be there for my kids. Uh, and I, and I was up until the time I was divorced. And then once I got divorced, I was like, okay, I'm going to be making a decision where I'm going to be cutting myself off from some prime working hours, which means money-making hours to be there for my kids, for all their stuff. I mean, I picked up my kids every day after school and spent time with them every day. I was at all their stuff, whatever it was. Um, while my son, once he got into high school, did some sports his biggest thing was Boy Scouts. And so while I wasn't an official leader, I was at nearly everything when it came to that. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, I was, I was all in on that stuff for my kids. Unfortunately for me, my girls right there, uh, they live in Texas now and I happen to live in Kansas. So I don't really get to see them that often. And my oldest is in college. So, um, I'm an empty nester, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can relate. 
to what you're saying. So, so help me understand a little bit. Dad up podcast. Why, why start that? Okay. So it's interesting. I got, because I was so involved in my boys' lives as I grew up, um, I reached a point in my life where my, at the time, my older son was in college. He was in Arizona. I'm in California. He was in Arizona at college. And uh, my younger son uh, was a senior in high school. And even though I was the coach on his basketball team, he was a senior in high school. And I started to have this feeling of, okay, he's going to graduate high school and go off to college. And now my wife and I are going to be empty nesters, which I was looking forward to <laughs> being an empty nester. Um, but I felt like there was this part of me that was going to be empty. It felt to me like my fatherhood journey was coming to an end. Yeah. Well, my younger son goes off to college. And even though that's not the case, we're still dads and we're going to be dads forever. Um, but I, I just felt like, okay, my fatherhood role is really coming to an end. I've raised two boys. My wife and I have raised two boys to a point where they're independent now and they're able to function and be on their own. Um, now what, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's interesting. I was talking to uh, a family member and they said, uh, you know, you should, you should really consider doing a podcast. And that was the furthest thing from my mind. I had no idea. You know, I, I listened to very few of them and I had no idea how to start, what to do, didn't have a clue about it. And they said, yeah, you should talk to dads, you know, successful fathers that have been successful in their careers and, and also are successful fathers, um, and just, you know, kind of get their take on what their experiences were as dads. Um, mm -hmm. and I thought that's a, that's a kind of a cool little, little deal. So I, so I started looking into it and. Oh, here we are. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching a hundred episodes and almost two years in, and it's, uh, it's been a, been a crazy, crazy journey. I've interviewed celebrities, pro athletes, uh, pastors, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, all these different people from all walks of life. Uh, I've even interviewed moms. I've had a few moms on my show. Yeah. Um, uh, my 50th episode was my wife. Um, I interviewed a lady. Because my podcast is called Dad Up. I interviewed a lady that wrote a book called Parent Up. Um, mm. I interviewed uh, a couple moms uh, that I think I just posted it last weekend uh, where they wrote a book on the parent compass. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's crazy the journey that I've been on. It's been exciting. It's been fun. I've met a lot of cool people like you. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's a really, really rewarding uh, thing. And it, and it's interesting. Um, my kids listen to the podcast. My wife listens mm. to the podcast. I have family members that listen to the podcast. It's just, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I know it's one that I make sure that I listen to. And so I'm curious <clears throat> based upon that, and I'll share mine in just a minute. Since you are a podcast host now, there have to be at least a few that you make sure you never miss. And so I'm curious what those are for you. What podcasts are on Brian's list of, okay, there are so many choices out there, but these are ones I don't miss. <laughs> well, the first one is, uh, my brother ones. I don't miss his, um, he's, uh, the Ed Milet show. I don't miss his. I don't miss that one. Um, that's about, uh, you know, just being a, a successful in all areas of your life, just becoming a better, next better version of yourself. So, um, I certainly don't miss that one. And when I look at my phone now, I mean, I get, Gosh, I look at uh, I, I, the, 
let's see, other one. Um, Jeff knows Inc. That's a good buddy of mine. You yeah, probably know Jeff. I do. Yeah, he's Jeff been a guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So um, Jeff knows Inc. I don't miss that one. Um, and then I have a couple of running ones because I'm a runner. I like to run. Oh, um, okay. so I do have a couple, a uh, couple of running podcasts that I listen to. Um, and the other thing is, I'm, you know, I've just recently um, really started getting into a habit of uh, listening to books when I'm running. No, oh, sure. Right now I'm listening to, uh, um, you're a badass. So I'm listening to that one right now. Um, so it, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, gosh, there's millions of podcasts out there. So. There are some for sure, you know, and okay. So listeners, I, I mentioned that I would say the ones that I check out with frequency. So Brian's is one. He mentioned Jeff knows hey, yours is one. I don't miss yours. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. For anybody who has listened or watched this podcast for any length of time, you know that leadership is a big thing for me. It's something I just, I can never get enough of it. So Craig Rochelle's leadership podcast, which comes out the first Thursday of every month, I do not miss that one. I highly recommend getting into it, especially if you work with teams. And here's why. If you get on their email list, you will get the show notes before the episode comes out in a PDF format. And there are questions that are included in there that you can work with your team on. It's phenomenal. And now granted, he is the pastor of the largest church in America. But if you listen to it, you would never really know that he's the pastor because he talks about leadership and teamwork. And it's just, it's amazing stuff. There's nobody better at it. than Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trying to get him on my show. Yeah. I've been, I've been working on it for about a year now. You and me both, brother. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> and I'm a part of his church. So there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> and I've actually met him one time. Oh, so, wow. Cool. Yeah, I've actually met him. Cool. Um, so yeah, you let me know if you get him on. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's, that's one. Um, as I mentioned, I listened to Brian's. I listened to um, Jeff's. Uh, let's see. Another one I listened to is um, Brand You uh, with Mike Kim. It's, it's yeah. all about branding. Uh, in fact, Mike just came up with a book called You Are the Brand, which is a phenomenal book. Um, there are some other ones that I listen to. Oh, another one, Read to Lead uh, by Jeff Brown, hmm. uh, which he also has a book coming out at the end of August by the same title, Read to Lead. His contention is that the best leaders are readers. And if you want to be the best at what you do, you need to be actively reading on a regular basis. And of course, every guest he has on is an author. I mean, if it tells you anything about Jeff, he's had Seth Godin on three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he... I'll have to check that one out. He's a mover and a shaker when it comes to podcasting or when it comes... uh, Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing at all... um. He's the man. He is. In fact, I just interviewed him for the second time, Jeff, related to his book. Uh, and I'm going to have it come out the week just before his book comes out. So that episode will be out August 24th, 2021. His book comes out August 31st. Okay. Uh, cool. And this is an aside, folks. I was not intentionally going to say this, but I'll go ahead and say it now. And that is if you order directly from the publisher, who happens to be Baker Bookhouse, if you order directly from them, you order Jeff's book, you get 40% off on the book right now. So uh, up to August 31st, you can get 40% off. So oh, cool. take that for whatever it's worth. So that was <laughs> just an aside. I was not planning to talk about that at all. Um, looking back on some of the things that you've done, 
when it comes to your podcast, Brian, what have you found to be the most rewarding with it? What have you found to be the most challenging with it? And as, as a podcast host, this is kind of an, an inside thing for some of you who don't have to deal with this. Have you ever interviewed someone that you didn't publish it? Okay. Um, well, the most rewarding, I think, is just the relationships that I've built and some of the people that I've connected with. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we know, you know when you're talking about podcasts, it's all about um, networking and the relationships that you build. So um, I, I still keep in touch with the majority of the people that I've interviewed. Um, I still do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, even the, even the little um, CNN, being on CNN, uh, the guy that interviewed me, he, he and I, Mike Galanos, he and I uh, talk at least once a week. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's just a, just the relationships that you build is really cool. Um, cause you never know where it's going to lead to um, collaborating with different people. I mean, even through, you know, not only podcasts, but I mean, even through, you know, social media, you know, your, your Instagram or whatnot. And, and, and now the newest platform clubhouse, I mean, those kind of things that are all about networking and building relationships with people. So, um, that's, that's been the most rewarding for me. Um, the most challenging thing for me is my podcast currently uh, is all audio. Okay. So I, I do it all strictly through, you know, uh, my cell phone. It's literally a cell phone call that's recorded. Wow. Um, so it's all audio um, and that's been challenging because I'd like to have the interaction like we have right now, the, the face to face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously you're doing cell phones, so you always have, uh, potentially have the glitches and the, and the, you know, interruptions or the disconnections. I've had several disconnections. Uh, fortunate enough, my guests have been very understanding, uh, when that has happened, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does happen, it happens. Um, so that's been challenging. Now, the good news is I am currently in the process of moving to video. So, hmm. um, this month, I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, next weekend, I think I'm starting, starting the video, the video, uh, I guess, journey. So, mm -hmm. um, that's, so I'm making that switch now. Um, so that's been cool. And then as far as not posting any of my guests or, or not publishing any of my guests, I haven't, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, I found that, uh, you know, there have been, and I, I won't name anybody, but there have been a guest or two that I've had on that. I just got a sense that they weren't as in tune as, as, um, as a father, as they should be, uh, because they're so involved or are consumed in their careers. Um, and there's only been a couple of them, uh, but that's okay. Uh, they've still given me great, uh, advice and, and, and wisdom and experiences that they've had as a dad. So I've had, I had a few of those, but I've still published them. I, I think there's, there's always, uh, something that somebody could take away from an interview. And so, yeah, no, I've never done that. Anybody that I've had on my show is going to get published. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. How about you? Oh gosh. Um, I've had a couple of them that I have not been able to publish. Uh, the nice way to say it is the conversation we had before we started recording was great. As soon as we started recording, it was as if I was talking to a completely different person. Yeah. I mean, demeanor changed, their countenance changed, their cadence changed. I mean, everything was different and it just was not usable. Yeah. Yeah. It's for lack of a better term, boring. Yeah. Honestly. 
Yeah. What do you do in a situation like that? Because, um, I, I'm sure that there's probably been a few interviews that I've done that I probably went, okay, it probably wasn't the best interview, mm-hmm. um, but I've still published them. I, I I'm always, uh, kind of leery of not publishing it because I feel like there's going to be, I don't know, kind of backlash or mm-hmm. um, them reaching out going, Hey, when's this going to publish? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, in the, the two instances that I'm talking about, um, and again, you know, not sharing any names, of course, I, d- I had to stop the recordings because it was, it was so bad. Mm. And I just said, look, you know, what's going on here? Uh, the person I was talking to before we started recording is not the same as who I'm talking to now. I realize you're physically the same person, but what's coming across is not the same. And I, this isn't usable. This will not relate to the audience at all. It's like, I cannot use this. And so I, each, each time I gave them a choice, it was like, we can start over and I can get more of what I had beforehand, or we can just not do it. And both times they just said they didn't want to because they were satisfied with where things were going. And I was definitely not. (laughs) And so, you know, and part of it was also my fault in that this, this was, they were relatively early on in the process for me. And one of the things I realized is I needed to be having conversations with people ahead of time before I agreed to bring them on my show. That way I could pick up on some of this stuff and I can do that as part of my vetting process. Yeah. And so now anytime I have anybody on, they have to have a minimum of one conversation with me beforehand where it's not being recorded and we're just, we're just talking. That's all. Because if I can't get through that, then there's no way I can get through an interview. Yeah. I do the same thing. Um, I, I have a lot of people that reach out to me, um, wanting to be on my show and, you know, I'm very particular of who I have on. Um, Good. so if I have people that reach I, I get various messages, whether DMS or emails saying, Hey, I think, I think I'd be a great guest. This is why blah, 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 blah. I will, I will have a conversation with them over the phone or, or via zoom mm-hmm. just to, just to inner pre-interview, uh, just kind of right. see if they would be a good fit. Um, so, and most of the times it works out, but, um, but yeah, it's important to do the vetting because you just, you, like you said, you get into this interview process where you're recording and then it's, it's not the person that you thought. Absolutely. All right. So let me ask what I think is the next logical question <laughs> based upon the fact that you have this podcast and you're getting some notoriety when it comes to the world of dads and fatherhood. How do you help dads beyond the podcast? That's a great question. And, and there's a couple of things that I'm looking at right now. Um, first of all, I'm actually considering uh, kind of, it's, it's one of the things that's on my, on my list, uh, but I'm actually looking into uh, a retreat, a men's <laughs> retreat where either it's going to be just fathers or it's going to be fathers and sons. Uh, and it's just a, you know, like a couple days, uh, where we do various, we speak on various topics. And if we have, if I do decide to do the father and son thing, it'd be various activities. And then maybe a guest speaker or two that would come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm considering doing that. Um, so that's one area that, that, uh, is certainly a, a way to continue to help fathers uh, beyond the podcast. The other way is through coaching. 
Um, and that's something that I know a couple of, couple of guys that I'm connected with that do, do, uh, coaching. I mean, we all, we've all seen these, these yeah, we all have seen these coaching guys, right? So I, I think that would be, uh, something that, uh, would help, uh, dads. I'm not a psychologist, but I kind of, because I got a 22 year old and 19 year old, I kind of consider myself a professional dad. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I figured I could, I could do a little bit of coaching with dads and whether it's one-on-one or in a group setting. Um, so that's, those are the two areas that I'm, that I'm toying with right now. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Well, we definitely will be interested in hearing how you progress down that road to see what your offerings will be going forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just kind of touching on a little bit down that how to, how to get to that point. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, and I've mentioned this on, on other podcasts, but I currently have, and I'm sure, you know, I currently have, uh, my own personal board of directors yes. uh, that I meet with every other month. Uh, it's a group of about seven, eight guys and we meet via zoom and it's all about how I can get better as a person, whether it's, um, in my financial area, my, uh, family life, um, uh, spiritually, uh, how I grow as an individual, how I grow my podcast, you know, all these different things that I have going on. Mm-hmm. So I meet with these eight guys via Zoom and uh, they were all vetted. Uh, I met with each one of them uh, to talk about them possibly being a board member. Mm-hmm. Um, comp- companies have companies have board of directors that keep the company going strong. So my belief is why not have a personal board of directors that keeps you going strong? And so, uh, they're all, they're all skilled in certain areas of their life, um, and certain areas that I look up to in them. And, um, so yeah, so I meet with them and, and hopefully, uh, through these meetings, it'll help me to transition into those other, other areas that I want to, I want to dive into. So, oh yeah. Now I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think I know some of the guys that are on your board and they're such high quality individual. You probably, you probably do. Um, Jeff's one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff's one of my board members. Um, I have, uh, I don't know if you know, Matt Storm. I do. Board member. Um, a good, a very good friend of mine who's, uh, one, who was actually one of my very first guests on my show, Shay Hillenbrand, who's a former, former major league, uh, baseball player, uh, two-time all-star. And, uh, he and I have become very, very good friends, uh, over the last two years. And he's one of my board members. So, uh, he would be a great guest for your show, by the way. Appreciate that. He's, he's got a phenomenal story. So I will make sure to put you in contact with him. Okay. That sounds fantastic. All right. Let me ask a simple, but not easy question. Great. It's, it's a two-part question. What does it mean to be a good dad or more specifically, what, what would that even look like? Um, first of all, unconditional love. Okay. Um, unconditional love because listen, our kids are going to, kids are going to make mistakes. Our kids are going to, kids are going to mess up. They're going to mess up. I mean, my boys still mess up. Um, and being able to be that, uh, that dad that is supportive and provides that unconditional love that will just help grow the bond between you two or mm-hmm. between you and your, you and your kids. Um, so I think that's first unconditional love is first. And also, obviously the most important thing is, is spending quality time with them. Um, it's not so much the quantity of time, but it's the quality of time. And I'm a firm believer in law. Um, my kids spell love T I M E. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that. And, uh, it's, it's something that I have, I hold, it's a non-negotiable for me. Uh, I will make sure to spend quality time with my boys. 
Uh, I will make sure to give them unconditional love. I've told my boys since they were little kids that I don't care what you do, good or bad, uh, I will always be there to have your back. I will always be there to support you in, in anything that you've done or anything that you haven't done. Um, it's, it's just, those are non-negotiables for me. So I think when you have those two unconditional love and the quality of time with your, with your kids, um, then you're a rock star dad. Gotcha. Now, how do you do that with, it makes your kids sound older than they are, but your aging kids, I mean, truthfully, I mean, they don't really live at home anymore. Not really. Yeah, well, my boys do um, currently. My older son, uh, he has a he 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 graduated college last year, oh. and he's got a phenomenal job. He makes really good money. I'm jealous, uh, but he makes really good money um, at the job at the at the job that he's working at. But he works remote, and right oh. now he's right right now he's currently in the process of um, uh, moving out. So he's looking for an apartment, um, yeah. and so he's he's still here toying with that. My younger son, because he's in college, uh, and because of the pandemic, he wasn't able to move in this last year for his first year of college. Mm-hmm. So he is still home, but August he's out August. They are moving, moving kids back on campus. So he will be, uh, he will be out of the house come August. So I'm hoping by August, September, both of them will be out of the house. I say hoping because I want them to be able to go out and be on their own. Um, and I am looking, like I said, I am looking forward to that empty nester, um, part of it and enjoy the time with my wife. Um, but how do I continue to be a dad to them when they're older and, and pretty much self-sufficient and independent? Um, I'll give you an example. My older son right now is his, his lease is up on his car. He's looking at buying a new car. Mm-hmm. He's going to buy a new car. He's going to, he, you know, I told him, look, if you got to, you got to manage the payments. You got to manage the insurance. That he and I have been going out the last week and a half, looking at going to various dealerships, looking at a car for him to, that that he's interested in. Yeah. Uh, so it's allowed me to provide the guidance, support. Um, we were at a dealership yesterday. Um, he wanted me to be there to kind of help negotiate and talk with them because he wasn't sure how to do it. He didn't, you know, he's never done it before. So mm-hmm. um, those kind of areas continue to provide that guidance to them. Uh, he can take my advice or leave it. That's totally his decision. He's twenty two years old. But at least I'm there supporting him and providing that extra, uh, I guess, encouragement, support. So um, that kind of stuff will never go away. I mean, they could be 35 and have issues going on or something happening that they need my help with. And I will, you know, I'll always, like you, I mean, you'll always be there for your kids. So I'll, I'll always be there for my kids. So um, the father, even though I talked about it earlier where I felt like my fatherhood role was ending, uh-huh. Uh, it it really doesn't because there's always going to be something that you need advice on or guidance. Um, so I have uh, my father-in-law who has since passed away. Unfortunately, uh, I was very, very close with, I looked up to him like a dad. Uh, he was so much, so wise that I always look to him for advice. Even though I'm almost 50 years old, I still look to him for advice. So yeah. um, it's just, uh, you know, you'll always be there as a dad, uh, regardless of their age. Yeah. You used a good word a moment ago. You said guidance. And so, uh, for me, that's kind of the role that I have with my kids. I view myself as their guide now more than anything. I help provide direction more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, granted I've got a 21 year old and while my girls aren't as old, uh, you know, they don't live here with me. And so, you know, parenting when you live 12 hours away is challenging. Right. I can imagine. And so, yeah, I mean, 
guidance really is about the best I can do. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, they get in touch with me when things come up and they ask me about things. Um, the title of our show here is relationships and revenue. And right now I'm going to emphasize the relationship side of things. Um, something that I've said many times on this show is that how things go at home directly impacts how things go at work. Mm -hmm. So here's my question for you. What are some things that you are doing to improve your relationships at home? And what impact are those relationships having in your business life? That's a great question. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, my, um, my wife and I have a phenomenal relationship. And one of the things that we've done as a couple for the last several years, um, I say going back three, maybe four years now, we've, we've done this regularly, is we actually have a marriage coach. And uh, we see that marriage coach once a month. And the reason that we do that is not because we have problems, but to prevent us from having problems, right? Yes. So it helps us to be, helps me to be a better, better husband and a better father and a better leader for my family. And it helps my wife to be a better mother, a better wife, um, and a better leader for our family. So um, those things are important. So I do that to the, the two of us do that together. Uh, it's, we feel it's important. We enjoy it. Um, helps us to just be, just be better, you know, uh, mom and dad and husband and wife. Um, so I do that. Um, the other thing that I do, and it's something that I think is super important, uh, for anybody to do is, um, journal, hmm. a journal every morning. Um, and I do, I usually do about two to three minutes. And what I do is when I first wake up, I want to be able to, I stay off my phone. And I want to be able to uh, jot down everything that's on my mind mm -hmm. because typically when people wake up, the first thing they do is they start worrying about the day. They start worrying about the things that they have to get done. Right. They start worrying about the bills that they have to pay. All those things are playing on our mind. So what I want to do is get all that stuff out. So whatever I wake up and start thinking about, I write it down. It's usually about two minutes. Um, and I just write it down. I write down things that I'm grateful for. I write down things that I have to do for the day. I get that stuff out. So I want to get it off my mind. Uh, and then I go ahead and tackle my day. I think it's important because it allows our mind to kind of, um, relax a little bit. Um, and, uh, if so if you, I would say if, if you're not journaling, um, try it um, the first couple of times, it may take longer than a couple of minutes. You may maybe spend in five or 10 minutes trying to journal. And all I want you to do is just write down the things that are coming into your head right away. Okay. Whatever pops in your head, when you wake up, write it down. Um, and so, um, for me, like I said, and now it's about two minutes, I do about two minutes and I just chat down first things that are coming to my head, boom, 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 boom. I write them down. Um, so that helps me to kind of get my day focused, uh, kind of get myself focused to, uh, to tackle whatever it is I have to tackle for the day. Um, so I do that. And, you know, when I go to my, you know, my job, I have, I have eight, eight employees that work for me mm -hmm. and, um, I have, you know, I think it allows me to have better relationships with them. Um, I, I'm, I'm a very easy laid back supervisor or boss, whatever you want to call me. Um, and I don't know, I have a pretty good relationship with my staff too. So, um, I, I guess, uh, I guess the, uh, the journaling thing is huge for me. Gotcha. Do you have a particular journal that you use? Uh, no, it's just a normal notebook. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, folks will include in the show notes, a link to a couple different examples of journals that you can purchase that can 
be helpful to you. One that I have found particularly helpful, at least in my early time of journaling, it's called the five minute journal. That's the actual name of it. It's a hardback one. I've heard of that. I've heard of it. It fits nicely on a shelf when you're done with it. Um, uh-huh. it can sit there, but I mean, literally you just, <clears throat> you're writing for a maximum of five minutes. And as Brian said, when you first start men, oh my gosh, it feels like hours, mm-hmm. but it gets easier. It really does. Because if you do some of the things that Brian just talked about, if you, if you do nothing else, if you focus solely on what you are grateful for in that moment, for that day, if you j- if that's the only thing you write down, that is going to set you up well for your day, your afternoon, your evening, whenever it works into your schedule that you do this, but it is going to set you up well. I have friends when they, they journal at night, they do it right before they go to bed because they say it makes it falling asleep faster and it's just more relaxing, a more relaxing sleep. Yeah. So it's a different perspective on that. I get why you do it in the morning. I totally understand that. But uh, whatever works for those of you who are watching and listening, do that. And again, that may be an experiment where you have to figure out what's the best time of day for you to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've tried that. I've tried the morning and the night before. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm more in, in, I just felt that the morning time was the best for me. Um, so yeah, I did, uh, I did play around with different times of the day. Um, and I just felt the morning was time. So I have it sitting on my, on my nightstand. And first thing I do when I wake up, I sit up, grab my journal and I jot down what's come to my mind. I just want to get it out and off my mind. Gotcha. Uh, let me mention one other thing about journals. Uh, and I'm speaking directly to men, but I know there are ladies who listen to this. So hopefully you will appreciate what I'm about to say. Men don't write anything down in that notebook that you don't want your wives to read. <laughs> I'm not kidding, you know, but having said that, be willing to share what's in those journals with your spouse. In fact, I would recommend that you know, once a month, you're cracking that thing open, especially if there's things that are really important to you, that you're sharing that with your spouse, your significant other. Um, now having said that, I don't, however, recommend letting children read those. Yeah. I just, just (laughs) not a wise thing to do. So, you know, keep it in a place where your spouse knows where it is, you know, where it is, but you know, children, they don't really need access to that kind of thing. (laughs) And that's a, there's an explanation that goes into that. And I can give that at another time. Right. <laughs> All right. We're getting close to wrap up time, Brian. So let me ask you this. If somebody says, Hey, I'm really digging this Brian guy and what he's about. I'm, I'm vibing with Brian right now. Where can people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah. Um, well, the, the best way is Instagram. I'm most active there. However, I do have all my Facebook group, which is a data tribe. That's my Facebook group. Um, so you can certainly uh, join in there. Um, but Instagram's the best. Um, they can reach out to me on DMs. I answer unless, unless you're, uh, you know, I get a lot of weird DMs, but you just reaching out for advice or, or just want to connect. I've answered all my DMs. Uh, and then the other place is my website, dataptribe.com. They can look up uh, and see what I'm doing there. Uh, they can reach, they can get my podcast there as well. And then my podcast is everywhere you can get podcasts. So mm-hmm. it's just dad, just dad up podcasts. It's all one word. Definitely. It's, it's well worth a listen, folks. I guarantee you, you, you will not be sorry for doing that. Thank you. And the other thing is my, you know, my podcasts are, uh, 
you know, they're fairly short. They're about 20 to 30 minutes. So they're not a long, it's not a long listen. Uh, you don't just, you don't have to stick around and listen to it very long. It's uh 20 to 30 minutes is most of the episodes. 90% of my episodes are 20 to 30 minutes long. So, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a good deal. Gotcha. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me throw this last question out there before we get to our final four. And that's this, what is one parting piece of advice? you have for dads? Oh, I could give you several, John. Um, well, give me a top three then if it's hard to narrow it down. How's that? Well, I think that a lot of dads worry about uh, building a legacy outside the home. And I say your legacy bit starts in your home. Yeah, focus, on, focus on building that legacy in your home because that's only going to help you get better outside the home. So uh, that's, that's one. Uh, the second is when I am at a place in my life where I'm about to go meet my heavenly father, I don't want to have any regrets. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we find that that happens. I don't want to live with a with regret. So I want to be able to make sure that my life is, is when I'm about to leave, I want to say, yeah, I, I lived without regret. Um, so that's second. Uh, and then the third thing is, look, our, the average lifespan, 78 years old. And in that time, we spend so much other time between sleeping, driving, watching TV, um, looking at social media, all those different things play into a factor uh, it, that takes up in that 78 years, right? And what it leaves us with is about eight years of real solid you and who you are. Um, so make sure that those eight years count, right? And so I, that kind of goes back to, uh, to living without regret. So those are, those are the three that I would say. Okay. Fantastic. Folks, I really hope you are taking to heart what Brian was saying there. Uh, all that will serve you well. And for those of you ladies who are listening, um, be encouraged by what Brian just said. Even if your man's not doing that, guess what? He can. It can happen. I've seen transformation happen in men. I know that's hard to believe, but it does happen. <laughs> It does happen. All right, Brian, we're going to get into our final four. They're just four quick questions. You tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. All right. Here is number one. Why did God create Brian? Oh my gosh. He gave you the hardest one first. I know. <laughs> uh, um, to love. Okay. I dig it. All right. Question number two. What are you doing reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow uh well i'm only supposed to give you one word no no it doesn't have to be one word <laughs> no it's just I, it's just it's a quick answer that's all yeah right now i'm reading um you are a badass so i'm reading that um okay. and then uh obviously um you know as far as listening i mean that's what i'm actually listening to i'm listening to it on audio so mm -hmm. that's what i'm doing right now and then obviously the podcast doing the podcast helps me grow too you know, listen to other men talk about their experiences. I mean, there's been so many takeaways from it. So, um, so yeah, those are the, those are the two things. Okay. Love it. Love it. All right. Question number three, it, this is a two-part question. What do you do for fun and what do you do for fun with your family? Well, uh, with my family, um, it's going to be seem silly, but one of the things that we actually like to do together is actually sit down together as a family and watch TV whether it's a movie or a particular show that we enjoy. Um, the other thing is uh, we enjoy family trips. So when we go on vacation, we really make the best of it. Uh, we went to Hawaii this year. because Obviously, with the pandemic last year, we couldn't. Um, but we went to Hawaii just uh, actually over Father's Day weekend. 
uh, we were in Hawaii. Um, so we did that as a family. Um, so we do like trips. I just came back uh, last weekend, the wife and I, and we took one of our sons. Our son didn't want to go because he'd already been, but uh, we went to the uh, Grand Canyon because we'd never been. So um, we did that. So family trips is important. Oh, for sure. Okay. <clears throat> oh, what do I do for fun? Yeah, what do you uh, for f- this is going to seem silly too, but for fun, I actually like to go for runs. I, I, I enjoy running. So, um, I've, I've ran several marathons and I'm just, I, I love to run. So sometimes when I'm having a stressful day or something, my wife will say, you need to go for a run, um, kind of <laughs> running, believe it or not, running relaxes me. So, okay. Um, yeah. Running's running's my go-to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And last question. Number four, what are you most grateful for? Oh, that's easy. Okay. I'm, I'm most grateful for my family, my kids. I mean, that's, that's, that's everything to me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an easy one. Perfect. Perfect. Love that answer. Of course, it thematically fits very well <laughs> and with what you're doing. So <laughs> I love that. Well, Brian, thank you very much for your time today. You've been so generous with that. Uh, just sharing more of who you are and what you're about. Uh, I'm just excited that I get to know you and I get to call you friend and that I get to share more of you with people who don't know you yet. Yeah. Well, listen, John, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I've enjoyed um, not only connecting with you, but building the friendship that we have over the last, you know, several months. Uh, and it's just been a, just been a, a joy to me. And I, I look forward to our continued relationship. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm excited to have you on my show because uh, I think you bring so much value to my to my listeners. So I'm um, definitely going to do that. And uh, I just, I enjoyed this conversation today. Like I said, I was looking forward to it from the, for, for days now. So um, if you're not, if you're not listening to enough of his uh, podcasts, then you need to make sure you do it because uh, this guy's changing the world. Well, I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you very much. Uh, listeners and viewers, thank you very much for spending some time with us today because I know the most precious resource you have is your time because it is not renewable and I don't take that lightly. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks again, Brian, for being here. And we'll talk to all of you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlett. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.